All right, welcome back everybody to Stories of a Story. I know it's been a couple weeks since I've been on here and really been able to kind of express what has been going on in the world, talk about our class, anything like that, but really what has been going on uh, my wife got sick, my son got sick, I've been busy, I've been running things out, and we've had this crazy presidential election that I've been looking forward to talking about for quite some time now. So I'm going to take the next 10 to 15 minutes and really kind of lay out what has been going on. So at the time of this recording, this is being recorded at 12.50 on Friday, November 6th, and I really wanted to get this out there now because... I don't know if I'll be able to record anything this weekend when it's likely that our presidency will be determined by then. So at this moment in time, as I'm watching CNN Live, we have Philadelphia about to wrap up their votes, really push out everything on the you know, push everything onto the people as to what they're going to do. Philadelphia was a big swing for Biden. It looks like that's going to help him get Pennsylvania. But our official count right now is Biden at 253, Trump at 213. The states that are still out in play, you still have Alaska, which will go Trump. You'll have Arizona, which looks like it'll go Biden. You have Nevada, which really hasn't given us a ton of information, but looks like it'll go Biden. You have Pennsylvania that's leaning Biden at this point, and you have Georgia that'll come down to a recount. But if they did their job right the first time, it's going to go Biden. Biden's going to end up running away with this election and winning much more comfortably than it appears. What happened in this election that made everything unique was that it happened during a pandemic. Because it happened... During a pandemic, people didn't want to go out and physically vote. They wanted to stay at home and prevent themselves from catching the coronavirus. They wanted to do what we've been telling people to do all along, and that's stay home unless you need to leave. And because they decided that staying home unless they needed to leave was the right issue and the right piece of this equation, that is why the mail-in ballot became looks so differently this time. In the states that I mentioned, they all count their mail-in ballots last. Well, the people who were more likely to stay home throughout our country were Democrats. Democrats were the people who were more likely to wear a mask. Democrats were the people who were more for a government shutdown of our businesses and our economy so that we can really avoid this disease from taking over. Republicans, on the other hand, were the people who were less likely to wear a mask. They wanted business the business problems to be solved first, and then we worry about the coronavirus. These are generalized statements. This is not an overall feeling on it. And because of just the difference in those nature, Democrats were more likely to mail in their vote. Republicans were more likely to show up on election day. And in the states in which the election day ballot was counted first, and then the mail-in ballot, you saw this huge swing. On election night, when I went to bed, Trump was up by about a million votes in Pennsylvania. And throughout the last two days, it has just slowly cut down and cut down and cut down. The same thing happened in Georgia and Arizona. It wasn't as extreme, but it was, you know, one of those things. It wasn't as extreme because it's not it's Arizona is a different setup and a different demographic than those other states. All that aside, it looks very likely that Joe Biden is going to win the presidency. If he is wrong, I apologize to everybody that I am saying this is wrong, but this thing looks over in my eyes from what I'm seeing. Now, there's going to be recounts in Pennsylvania. There's going to be recounts in Wisconsin. There's going to be recounts in Michigan. There's going to be lawsuits in all these places as well as kind of a Hail Mary effort by Trump to get there. But let's take a step back and look at what this really says 
for the American people and the indictment that we have. Joe Biden is arguably one of the least enthusiastic Democratic candidates that we have had in a long time. You had, you know, probably since the year 2000 when you had Al Gore. Al Gore was, for those of you who weren't around in 2000, Al Gore was a great politician, but he was not a overly, like, got you excited about listening to him speak. He was a dry speaker. And as a dry speaker, it makes it very difficult to kind of take over. Here's the next part of it that's crazy, though, is that he went against a guy, George W. Bush, who was also a bit of a dry speaker, wasn't the most exciting, wasn't the most overwhelming. And with that, it made this huge connection to the people that, hey, wh which one do we really want? And as everything goes on, and as we keep pushing forward and taking things into the next level with our presidencies, you know, John Kerry was good substance, really dull. Obama, maybe not the best substance in the world, but man, did he inspire people to get out and vote. Joe Biden is none of those things. His substance is he's a moderate. He is not a socialist. He is not a communist the way the Trump campaign is pushed. He is a centrist. He sits in the middle, but on the middle, he leans more towards the left. He is more of a Democrat than he is a Republican. He spent 47 years in office because he's a moderate, because he didn't shake things up too much when he was in there, because he spent his, his time working hard and working for what he felt was the best for middle America. As he did all this, when he became vice president for Obama, things changed a little bit and there was more flair and more swagger to John or to Joe Biden than there has ever been. But still, if you go back to the Iowa caucus, if you go back to New Hampshire and you watch that Joe Biden <clears throat> struck out with middle America, you wondered, was there a problem here for the Democrats? Was there a problem for him? Get it, for him? You know, I, I remember talking to my, to my wife and people that I talk politics and talk shop with. I remember saying Biden is done at that point. There is no way you lose Iowa and you do terrible in New Hampshire and you bounce out of this. Now, Yes, he had big nights in Las Vegas, he had, or in Nevada. He had big nights in South Carolina. And he chipped away at a Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren's lead and walked away from it. Joe Biden, though, again, this, is more, this isn't an indictment on Joe Biden. This is an indictment on Donald Trump. This is an indictment. This isn't even an indictment on Donald Trump's handling of the coronavirus. This is a, an indictment of Donald Trump's handling of situations throughout our country. This is an indictment that people are tired of divisiveness between our citizens. This is an indictment that Donald Trump's separate and you know, divide and conquer techniques don't necessarily work as our, for our country as a whole. They work for the ones who are getting the benefits from the separation or the ones who believe they are getting the benefits from the separation, but they don't work enough for everybody else. Donald Trump, as a leader, relied on splitting our country in half and looking at his base and being able to tell his base that he has fought for you and he feels for you. And what really stood out in Trump's presidency was that his base was a base based on race and based on gender. He needed the support of 
the white male in the United States. And white men fell for his traps and they fell for his tricks. They fell for you. Uh, you have not been appreciated enough throughout our history. They fell for all of those things. What I'm getting to is at the end of the day, when George Floyd was killed and Donald Trump came out, not just against Black Lives Matter, because I'm not saying you have to come out against or that coming out against Black Lives Matter is a bad thing. But when he came out and called the people in the streets thugs, when a month earlier he had called the white males in Michigan who stormed the state capitol with AK-47s heroes, he lost the election then. He did a great job of getting himself back into this election and making it closer than it should have been. Because if the election was in July, he gets swept. Donald Trump cost himself in June, in May. And it had nothing to do with the coronavirus. The coronavirus was something that I think at the end of the day, everybody could have looked at it and said, yes, we probably would have handled it differently, but... We understand why you had this idea. We didn't know anything about the coronavirus. It's, you know, it's hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't know that Biden's effort would have been any better. I think it would have been different, but I don't know if that would have worked either. We don't know what's making this disease work. And we see or what's making this disease tick and grow and everything like that. And you see that in Europe when they shut down and now, oh, wait, we come out of lockdown. And even though some people still have it, Everybody was so ready to get out that now they're spiking again as well. You see the pandemic, you know, the tiredness, the tiredness of our nation in this pandemic. And people don't want to be told to be locked up. So, if, you know, Biden or if Clinton won in 2016 and she locked everything down. She would have been yelled at for that. But if George Floyd would have happened under Clinton, there would have been a different reaction. And I'm not saying that the streets wouldn't have been burned and... I'm not saying that bricks wouldn't have been thrown through through windows, but I don't think she would have provided this message of breaking us apart. Donald Trump cost himself that. Because up until that moment in January when I stood in my classroom and I talked about the election, I was convinced he still had it. In April, I was still convinced he was going to win over Biden. The only thing that has truly changed because our country's stance on the coronavirus, as politicized as it has become, has stayed the same. We're still 50-50 and split on if masks are okay. We're still 50-50 and split on should we shut down. We are in the exact same place. The only thing that was different was the Black Lives Matter and the way in which Donald Trump believed he was allowed to speak and come across to the people of the United States. The people of the United States now have somebody in charge who has a lot of work to do because our economy is struggling. Our, we're divided. And it's now Joe Biden's turn to try to bring this nation together. Something that after the 2016 election, we said it was Donald Trump's turn to do. And he didn't do it. Now it's Joe Biden's turn. But what does this election say for your future? That's hard to tell. 
because we don't know what happened yet in the Senate. You st- and you also still have a very conservative Supreme Court now with the adding of a- Amy Coney Barrett. And if you're not going to get these extra judges because we don't think – it doesn't look like the Democrats are going to win the Senate. So if we're not going to win these things, if we're not going to get what is needed, then what can Joe Biden do? His, some of his tax plan will be enacted. Some of his medical things will be enacted. But mostly what he has to do is be a leader in the terms of healing. And he has to be a leader in terms of holding Americans accountable. I don't know what tomorrow holds for our country. I don't know what three days from us looks like. I don't know if Donald Trump will ever secede or concede this election. I have no idea. But at the end of the day, our country took a massive shift. The cities voted in droves. Places like Georgia came out that have been highly conservative for at least the last 20 years have come out and now they are letting their voice be heard. Rap Rappers such as Killa Mike from Run the Jewels have come out and really pushed to get a strong voice in the South. Texas was in play for the first time since 1964. These states that are starting to swing more Democrat are going to be the next challenge. What happens if Biden fails? The Republican Party has work to do in order to secure their legitimacy within our nation. And the Democratic Party has work to do in order to convince everybody that that way of thinking is correct and better for all of America and not just rich America. These were just some of my thoughts that I've had kind of running through. And like I said, I didn't want to take too much time with this because I do understand that people don't want to listen to the same monologue over and over. But I did want to get this out there in a recording. Um, If you have any questions, please feel free. There's a message button. You can send me a recorded message. I'll play it on the next episode. I'm going to try. I don't think I'm going to be doing my podcast the way I have been. I think I'm going to be more focusing on the current events of our world and kind of leaving it up to you guys to uh, be interactive with it. That's going to be our best bet. And on on that note, thank you guys for listening. Have a great rest of your day. I will talk to everybody as soon as possible. And remember, if you have any questions, reach out.